Hello, and welcome to the Four Color Nerds Broke Gaming Podcast, episode 14. I'm Hannah, and I'm joined by some other PC gaming nerds, Missy. Hey. Chris. Hello. And Ryan. Hello. Together we take on PC gaming for the cheap and broke. Each week we gather here to find a great game for a great price. We review the prior week's selection and see if it was worth our money and time. Then we pick a new game and do it all over again. This is a review show, so there will be spoilers. This week's game was Bioshock. Our companion song to go along with it is Benny Goodman's jazz cover of the Beatles' Octopus's Garden. Let's take a listen. If you end up playing Bioshock, you'll notice that the game's soundtrack is mostly jazz, and it's pretty fantastic. I ended up hanging out in the areas where the jazz was playing a little bit longer than I needed to because I was enjoying it so much. Also, things with scary masks weren't popping out at me and <laughs> things about their dead children, so... <laughs> That's why. This week's game, Bioshock Remastered, was developed by 2K Boston, 2K Australia. It was published by 2K Games and Feral Interactive. It is available for Windows, OS X, iOS, Xbox 360 N1, and, and PlayStation 3 and 4. Its original release date was August of 2007, and the remastered release date was September of 2016, and we purchased it on Steam for $9.99. I did not know it was OS X. I've been calling it OS X. I think people go back and forth. Okay, I was like, oh my god, have I sounded like an idiot this whole time? <laughs> no, it's okay. People say it like that. <laughs> I don't know. I just call it OS X. But yeah, so what did you guys think about it? I'm so bad at this game. I was also really bad at this game. <laughs> I think it's really easy to tell why this is a classic, though. Like, as challenging as it is... It's beautiful, it's immersive, it has a good storyline. It's just, it's a really interesting game to play. It's like on par with Fallout. Like, it's it's a classic. It's got its own universe. It's has a unique plot line. It's got that thing that we were talking about when we were reviewing Batman, where you are set on a path, mm -hmm. but it does not look like you're set on a path because everything is so big. Yeah. And for those of us that are a little hydrophobic, it's kind of scary. <laughs> oh, Yes, yeah, because you do walk through corridors and mains burst and you have- There's a whole lot of water. A lot of water and bubbling. Yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed it. And it didn't make me motion sick. Anybody who's listening that gets motion sick on first person shooters, it has a field of view option, so you can fix that. That did help a lot. I still kind of felt ooky after playing it for did you know that's a time bummer. yeah it was a super bummer i find the game to be really kind of creepy and menacing uh, as you're playing it it's super creepy yeah mm -hmm. you can hear like even if you're not like in the areas where you're gonna fight the splicers you can still hear them like talking and ranting and it's genuinely creepy and then of course you're underwater so the whole thing kind of 
groans like you're in a you know in the bottom of a big metal ship in a sinking or, ship yeah in a sinking ship or you're in a, a submarine submarine as i was thinking yeah it's like the pressure keeps changing you can hear the hull creaking yeah and it's you know it's like riveted and stuff it definitely gives the atmospheric of being in inside a, a riveted old vessel there's a an old saying uh, all that stands between a sailor and eternity is a plank of wood yes and i think you definitely feel like yes. i am if this glass and metal <laughs> should break i'm so dead <laughs> which it might because people are going crazy yes yeah firing weapons inside firing off guns and Swinging wrenches around. Yeah. I think that happens once or twice. You have to, like, run away just from the water, not even the other enemies. They use the water as a way of controlling where you go in the game, thus kind of keeping you on that Mm -hmm. path, but still letting it seem like a more open layout than what it is. It's kind of interesting. First, the game starts, the plane crash, and you start off in the water, and, oh, look, it's this weird island, and... I guess I'd better get inside, and then suddenly you're in this world, this weird underwater dystopia, and it's just basically... What's the name of the guy again? It's um, Andrew Ryan is a guy who read Ayn Rand and um, liked it, like, way, way too much. Way, 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 way too much. And just created this whole world around this objectivist standpoint and... There's a lot of philosophy that goes on throughout the game. You have to get Eve to power yourself up and give yourself powers. So I didn't get very far in the game before I got frustrated and quit, but I got like electricity hand. I think I got right before you manipulate objects, like lift them up. What was that one? Levitation? Telekinesis. Telekinesis. Yeah, right before I got telekinesis hand. And then what other powers can you get? Just fire hand. I think there's one where you can just get bees, where just bees come out of your hand. It's just bees! They swarm around people and cause them to, like, freak out and stuff and not attack you. Oh, my favorite was the electricity wrench combo. I like that one. Yeah, I liked electricity wrench combo. Mm-hmm. That was pretty good. Levitation is always good for, like, people chucking grenades at you, because, yeah, you can actually, like, catch them in midair and throw them back. Yeah, I got to the point where it suggested that, and I was like, uh, I don't think I'm actually going to be successful. <laughs> or or I'm going to catch them, like, too close to me, and then they're going to blow up in my face anyway. So. <laughs> That's just me being bad at games. Being a pessimist about my skills. But yeah, like when you reload, you know, it's kind of like when you reload the guns, you have to reload on your powers using Eve. So you take this huge syringe and then like plunge it into your wrist. Just, it's really gross. (laughs) Every time he did that, I was like, ugh. Yeah, I was like, ah, I mean, you know, I mean, it's kind of. Yeah, like that's not how one should inject anything into yourself. <laughs> it's really not. As the game goes along, it gets a little bit more creepy. You have the option to harvest Adam from the little sisters, which are these like demonic looking little girls that are running around accompanied by their big daddy protectors, which are nightmare zombie things inside a, a diving suit with, you know, a giant drill and some type of machine gun. Very scary. Very scary. And they kind of wander around and go... Yeah, they kind of sound like whales a little bit. They do. Yeah, they do. Like really angry whales. It's like if Tilikum had a a machine gun and a drill that could 
stab people. The character designs are so memorable and unique. And just the overall art direction on this makes it different than most shooters, where it's just kind of like realistic dirt explosions as bombs go off. You know, this has a little more to it than that. Even 10, 12 years later, it's still stunning. I know this is the remastered, but, you know, it's still it's pretty darn good. Yeah, it's still really good. And I think making it a period piece helped, too, because everything's art deco. So there's like a set place in time that this was supposed to occur, as opposed to like if they'd kind of set it in more modern day, it would, it would be like, oh, the 90s or whatever. <laughs> Looking back on it, like, oh, remember when Britney Spears was big or whatever. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and even, like, the basic enemies are still, like, really interesting and unique. They look like, you know, the society people who went to a nice fancy party and, like, dressed up and wore masks and then have been doing that for the last ten years or something, and they're all gross now. I don't know if this was a gradual downfall of society or a very sudden one, but you can definitely kind of tell that there was prosperity at some point, and it has since soured. I think it's challenging, but not frustrating. Like there is a, all the frustration and challenge that you have is, is worth it in the gameplay and the story. I'm not up on my, my game history, but I remember it being a pretty big deal. You can make choices throughout the game that matter yeah. at the very end. I don't want to be spoilery about that. I think this is the beginning of, like, you see that in Bioshock, Mass Effect, Knights of the Old Republic. Like, this is the start of those kind of decisions that you get to make in games. Those are the three games I can think of off the top of my head from that time period that kind of have that same mechanic. Yeah, this one was a pretty simple version of that. It's just whether or not you like Save Little Sisters, I think, and that changes the ending. Mainly, like, just the ending cutscene, but it still was the start of something. Something beautiful. It's pretty disturbing when you're when you've got them because it's like a little girl like struggling and being like no no um, as you're holding her in the game. Little children are monsters. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Yeah, I just remember being like, oh man. They <laughs> <laughs> oh. touch on all the fears. Mm-hmm. Agree. Even just fear of the dark. There's plenty of very dark areas. Right. It's a very dark game. Like when you start playing it, it has you adjust your screen because it's dark. <laughs> And I always turn it up so I can see everybody. <laughs> so yeah, let's rate it. I will rate it four creepy little girl children out of five. I will give it four and a half big daddies. You just like saying big daddy. <laughs> uh-huh. And I will give it four and a half philosophy lectures out of five. <laughs> I'm gonna give it four and a half injections to the arm out of five. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> so brutal. Don't do heroin. Kids. Yeah, don't do drugs. The more you know. <laughs> <laughs> also, that's not how you do heroin. Right? <laughs> Please don't. We don't need. To... We are educational, but we're not that educational. <laughs> we're not that educational. We're just... We know that that's not how you do it. <laughs> how you do it you're gonna have a bad time if you do it that way you're gonna have bad time anyway so don't use your grandma's diabetes needles <laughs> all right so you know the law eight games enter one game leaves each week we have a budget of five dollars to spend on a game and if we spend less than that we roll the spare change into next week and every week we each bring two games to consider we each vote for a game and we cannot vote for our own game the game with the most votes is our next game to play and review. So this week we have 
$5.96. I have two games this week. So stick with me on this first one because you're going to you're going to tune out when you hear the title, but Uh-oh. it's it's a good one. So my first game is Euro Truck Simulator 2. <laughs> <laughs> See, I told you, right? I told you. You're going to you hear the title and you'll be like, "I don't I don't want to play that." So I was looking at, they had a bunch of Steam awards that came out, and this won a bunch of them. Uh, and one of them was for, like, best game with worst title. <laughs> so this is basically, it's a simulator where you get to haul cargo around Europe and get to, like, drive around and see all the sites. So you get to take, you know, a, a truckload of chickens from Paris to Brussels or whatever and, you know, drive there, basically. It's supposed to be really, really fun. It has overwhelmingly positive reviews. It's got a, a good score on Metacritic. It's a great game with a bad title and it's two dollars i'm sorry four dollars and 73 cents on g2a.com right now when those awards came out it was on sale on steam but that sale only lasted for a couple days so i think it's better than the title sounds okay and my second one is also kind of about taking a journey this time through time and past lives it's assassin's creed there's a humble bundle right now for assassin's Mm -hmm. creed for one dollar american you get assassin's creed the first one and you also get three Assassin's Creed Legends games. So there's like China, I want to say India. There, there's different ones that are, you know, shorter levels and missions on there. So four games, 25 cents a piece, literally the change in your pocket. And it would start us down the path of being able to play a bunch of Assassin's Creed games. And I think playing the first game in a series is really valuable for us. So I'm all for it. The bundle itself, if you want to spend about $8, you get, I think, three or four more Assassin's Creed games. And then if you spend $15, you get about 10 of them all together. So if you like Assassin's Creed, you might want to pick it up on Humble Bundle. Okie dokie. Oh yeah, and the Assassin's Creed movie just came out recently. Yep. Yeah. I heard that it was terrible. I've heard it was terrible, except when I've talked to children who've seen it, and they love it. So I've, Oh, really? Okay. Well. Eh. <laughs> so, But it's a video game movie, so my expectations are very low. Right. <laughs> Those are my two. Euro Truck Simulator 2, great game, bad title. And Assassin's Creed, great game, good title. We haven't played Shadow of Mordor yet, have we? No, nope. we have not. Nope. Nope. Yeah, so it is $4.66 on G2A.com right now. It's the Game of the Year edition. And basically, you are a uh, non-canonical character wandering around Mordor trying to seek your revenge. And the game remembers, so if a particular orc kills you, it remembers it's who awesome. you were and how it killed you and taunts you with it. It's a little bit better at killing you the next time, so supposed to be a pretty good game ryan keeps recommending it so i figured i would this week and the next one i want to nominate witcher classic rpg lots of um sexy ladies and magic some interesting sword fighting animations in that first one um But, you know, it's part of a big old series, and I have yet to read the uh, accompanying short stories that my little sister gave me, but apparently she's pretty obsessed with it. Hi, Laura. Yeah, so Witcher. Okay, I was feeling a little nostalgic this week, so my first game is Leisure Suit Larry. (laughs) (laughs) It is $2.99 on GOG.com. 
those of you who don't know, it is an old-school point-and-click adventure game. Very early when they were first coming out and were a big thing. And it's kind of the dirty version of the point-and-click adventure games where you're basically yes. just a guy trying to get laid the whole time and failing at it miserably, I believe. Yeah. <laughs> it's a classic. A lot of people really enjoy those games, so that might be a good one to try. Something a little bit different. A little lighter. And my second game is Strider. It's a remake of an old Super Nintendo game that was like a 2D side-scroller slashing game. Oh, you really were feeling nostalgic. Yeah, so it was a really fun Super Nintendo game, and I haven't played this remake of it yet, but I mean, I'm willing to give it a shot and see if it's as good as the old one. So my first one is called The Room. It's $4.99 on Steam, and it is a puzzle game. It's not an RPG. It's you use your own brain (laughs) to figure out puzzles, and you're literally in a room, and you get to go to different stations around the room to solve the puzzle to finish the game. There's not a whole lot to it other than that, but it's a really fun game, and the artwork and the graphics are really pretty. So I wanted to put that one up there because I liked that game. And again, that's The Room, and that was $4.99 on Steam. That game was installed on one of the preview computers at Costco, and every time we go, the kid would run off to find the computer that had it installed and play it, so I think it's pretty good, (laughs) and he'd ask to go specifically to play that. And then I'm going to put up one of my old favorites and see if maybe we can play this this week, and it's called Terraria. It is $5.66 on G2A.com. It's not on sale on Steam anymore, unfortunately, but it is on G2A.com, and it is your typical but awesome sandbox experience building your own house, crafting your own weapons, your own armor, battling all these bad guys and bosses. And it's a little bit different than just a typical point-and-click build game. There's kind of a progression to it with the bosses, at least. Like, you get harder and harder bosses the longer you've been playing the game. So, it's a fun game. I like it. And again, that was Terraria, and it's 566 on G2A.com. So, let's vote. Ryan, you go first. I think I'm going to have to go for The Witcher. Okay. I'm going to vote for... Leisure Suit Larry. And I'm going to vote for Assassin's Creed. Oh, power is yours, Missy. I'm going to vote for The Witcher. All right. Witcher, all right. All right, so next week we're playing Witcher. Woohoo! Let's swing a sword above our head. (laughs) Brush up on your Polish. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Oh my god, his sword style drives me insane. (laughs) (laughs) We have to switch between all the different stances. Yeah. Uh, this game's gonna drive me crazy, isn't it? Oh, it's so awesome, though. <laughs> it's not too bad. Oh, yeah, because you fenced too, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> So that was Bioshock Remastered. You can find all kinds of nerd shenanigans, including our other Four Color Nerds podcast on the week's comic books at fourcolornerds.com or our Facebook page, Four Color Nerds. You can follow us on Twitter or Instagram, and you can find the podcast on iTunes and Google Play Music. On Stitcher. On SoundCloud. And on Podcast Addict. We also have another project coming down in the next couple weeks, so keep your ears peeled for more details about that. And and there is a third child coming. Third project. All right. So make sure to subscribe to the podcast and be sure to come back next week for another episode. Until then, keep gaming, nerds. Bye. 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 Bye.